When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and save Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and save Everybody and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rahapa podcast. We're here today to talk about the finale of season seven, to talk about who won, who won the draft, what went down, everything in between. I am, of course, your host, Puya the Pepsi Bottle, Zan Bikili, ready to go at this one last time. And of course, I'm here with my ride or die, with my person. It is Liana the coca-cola glass boris liana how are you doing that's a diet coke to you (laughs) i'm good i'm doing super well i actually can't believe that it's already the end of the season it feels simultaneously like such a long but also very short season i had uh, it was like oh firefly and ringmaster right that person that i saw on my television screen like seven weeks ago now that the season is concluded, I'm excited to talk about all of the performances as well as our overall thoughts on the season and the format, of course. Right. Well, it was interesting, definitely. So as you've mentioned, we had the three finalists from each group performing one last time for the crown, for all the marbles. We had not seen Firefly since, what, week three? We had not yep. seen Ringmaster since week six. And of course, we just saw the prince take the third group over. So here we are. And it's the finale, but it is an hour finale. They don't need a lot of time for the mass singer. Okay. But they did perform the, the final two performed twice. Did you notice that? And how did you feel about that? Oh, like, uh, they did one elimination and then the other one two more song from one more time. Yeah. I mean, I've always felt like the finales have been a little bit filler, right? Because. Oh, well, well, they used to be two hours when they did like the road to the finale right before and then the actual finale. 
And so I felt like the ability for the final two to perform one more time was a good thing, especially given the fact that the total number of performances in the season overall was lower for the people that were in the finale. Like if we go back and look, the other performers performed at least like what, five or six times. And here we had them performing three times four so then with the extra performance it gives them a total of five so i was happy that they ended up doing this especially given the format of the entire season yeah i really like giving them the opportunity to do two songs and we'll dive into that a little bit later here um as far as the differences in the song choices and how they might have played out but i thought it was great i thought the finale was paced well i think an hour is all it needs i think separating the road to the finals to a separate week and then the finale works perfectly because that first hour was brutal to sit through when you were waiting for the finale so we'll take it and then i think the order will go in tonight liana how about we go in the order of placement that makes it mm-hmm. easier for us to go through um and that means we're going to start over here with the prince <laughs> the last <sighs> one in first one out the club the prince is our bronze place finisher which means liana <laughs> I won the draft. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the prince is my only shot. You had both Firefly and Ringmaster, so I knew my work was cut out for me. But uh yeah, I don't know. This is this is tough. And maybe it's just because I had the recency bias of hearing the prince three times recently. But I was so hyped for him coming into this episode and for him to come third. I I think it I don't know. I'm so torn with who should have gone from this first round because I felt actually very differently from this first group of three than I did from the last two. Like my order of who I think won flipped actually a little bit. Like I could have seen Firefly actually go in third place here. I felt like Ringmaster. What? Yeah. I felt like Ringmaster had the best performance from this like group of three. Then I probably would have put the Prince and then the Firefly. <laughs> I thought the Prince had the most mid performance of the season, of their season. This was the worst performance, in my opinion, of the Prince. I didn't like it at all. Okay, so here's the thing. I totally agree that I think he he personally has done better. And I mm-hmm. think that that's so tough because he's going up also against his past performances, which are very recently on the mind because we just watched them. I think, I think what, well, okay. I don't know. I don't want to get too much out of order. We can do the clues first and then get into the performance and everything, but. Okay. Well, I'll let yeah, you take know. over the clues because you did nail who this is. Okay. Oh my God. Yes. And it was like every moment was like, yes, confirmation bias, confirmation bias, confirmation bias, but it ended up being correct in the end. So ultimately I'm totally okay with it. So the theme for the clue packages for this week were campaign packages. So it's like, you know, vote for the Prince, vote for Firefly, vote for Ringmaster. So they were all the same theme. And for the Prince, he had the Glee Club button. There was a cat on a sign there was a picture of Ryan Murphy with the American flag in the background. Um, he also, his whole story, like during the thing was about like finding love and all of that. And then of course the Broadway sign. So for me, all of these things are clues that feed into what I've already been thinking. Like, especially it was the Ryan Murphy sign with the American flag in the background. Cause they're already priming you to think like, Oh, Ryan Murphy glee, but Ryan Murphy 
also is the executive producer of American Horror Story. American Flag. Flag. American, exactly. Exactly. Which I thought was like, I thought that was really clever. I really liked that clue. And then the like Broadway sign, which was like a glaring, like kind of sign. Like it was literally the Broadway street sign. Like he didn't even try to hide it in any way, which was kind of funny. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so those were the clues that I picked up on from watching the clue package. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much else to add because you you said, oh, the cat one as well. There was the cat clue. The call me cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish it had been like a cat with a little like cell phone. <laughs> oh. Because, <laughs> well, I assumed that that was the reference when um, Nicole brought it up. That's what I was mm-hmm. assuming that she was referring to. Yeah, no. And then she did nail it, I'm pretty sure, because to my knowledge, uh, Cheyenne Jackson was not in the movie Cats, which I have seen. No. No. Or the musical? Has Shan been on the musical? No, I don't think he was ever in the musical cast. Because I don't think it's run since he is sort of like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't think so, though. Fair enough. Okay, well, let's talk about this performance. So the prince starts off the night with a performance of Coldplay's Viva La Vida. Great song. But where it goes wrong for me is there is not a lot of razzle-dazzle here. It's a more closer to a ballad, right? It's a slower song. Um, the dancers in the back, the, the, they were doing a lot, but none of that was coming from the Prince. I like the confetti. The confetti actually makes it feel like it's a final performance, but ultimately it, it just didn't land for me. I didn't feel like the mm-hmm. vocals were as good as the other performances that the Prince has done. And then in comparison later to the other performances, I didn't think it stood out at all. Mm. Yeah, I think Part of this for me, because I was trying to decide, I was like, okay, why is this not translating? Because my first note was like, oh, he's had better <laughs> performances. And I felt a little bit like this song, first of all, is very iconic, but it has this backing track of singers. Mm-hmm. And I almost kind of feel like the way that the audio mixing was done is it drowns out his voice. And that could be because maybe his vocals aren't as piercing as they need to be to cut through the the background. But it felt like he was almost being smothered by the music and that backing track. Does that make sense? I could see that. I definitely could see that. It just that's the thing for me is that it just didn't feel like it was because wasn't remind me the prince was the one who did a performance that we said could have been a final performance. Like a week yeah. ago, two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. So that would have been way better. I do think this song ultimately does not give us that. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those song choices that like on paper looks really good. But then in the final product just doesn't end up like it's just it's it's it was missing something. Mm-hmm. No, it well, wasn't missing something. It was too much of something. I don't know. It just it didn't hit the way that I wanted it to. And I was so happy when the prince came out first because I was like, yes, let's do this. And then at the end of the song, I was like, oh man, I hope it's good enough to carry him through. Well, from the first note of the next performer, I knew that the prince was guaranteed to not win, is how I felt. Um, so unfortunate for the prince, but hey, you're in the finals. That's worth, you know. I'm not going to lie. I was really sad. (laughs) I wanted him to at least make second. I mean, I wanted him to kind of win the whole thing. Although, again, recency bias. 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause I felt like the moment, you know how when in Survivor, they sort of edit a player with the last couple episodes that like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden they start having all of this momentum and you're like, oh yeah, this person, this person, this person. I felt that with the prince, obviously not intentionally, just purely based on the fact that the prince was the part of that last group. I feel like if Firefly or Ringmaster was that last group, I would have maybe felt the same way. It just felt like, you know, the hype up of, oh yeah, the top performer, blah, blah, blah. So it just kind of clouded maybe my perception of what was going on. Yeah. I mean, I think you've been going in really feeling high on the Prince's odds these last couple of weeks. And then when this happened, it really felt like it fell flat and like the momentum just stood still. And I think part of it is the way you described and that we've been seeing the Prince literally lately and the Prince wins are, we've said the strongest of the three groups. So then does that make him the strongest contender? Mm-hmm. Potentially, I think that helps. Right. But when you get here, when you get to the end and then this happens, for me, it was just like, a, oh, no. Because <laughs> I, I did think the prince had a shot. Uh, when we talked about it last week, you were very certain that the prince was going to take it. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was so optimistic. I felt like, I, I felt like, okay, it's time for like someone from Broadway to win. You know, like it just it it felt like the right time. And again, it felt probably that hype of the last few episodes that probably colored my vision. Also, the fact that I felt like I knew who this person was and I'm a huge fan of this person. And so I think knowing that was Cheyenne Jackson kind of also (laughs) biased (laughs) my feeling towards his ability to win the whole thing. It's, It's very similar to when you were rooting for the bull to win. Yes. That's right. I am a love the huge Todrick Hall fan. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Gotta let him know. Gotta let him know, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just I'm kitchens. telling you, that's the time that I, but I like, again, it's so crazy. That's the time that I was the most excited to root for Todrick Hall was when he was like masked. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot about how terrible he is. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Well, the judges. They guessed, Jenny guessed Ben Platt, Robin guessed Ricky Martin, Ken guessed Matt Bomber, Bomer, 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 Boomer, Bomber. not Boomer. I don't think there's two O's. It's one O. Okay. Bomber. Bomber. Okay. Anyway, so that's where we leave them. Okay. That's where we leave the first performance. And then we jumped into the Firefly next. So this is where I noticed, okay, they've moved them around where it's not going to correlate to the round they won. So Okay, Fireflies in round one, a round one winner, but then they're going to perform second. The um, Prince is going to perform first, even though they were third. So no one got the same number correlated. Mm-hmm. Oh, like you're saying, instead of having it be like three, two, one, it was three, one, two in terms right. of the groups that they won. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's the, it, it was just interesting to me. I mean, it might not be interesting to anyone else, but yeah. the, um, um, the clue. Pa- yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, do you want to talk about the Prince's unmasking and then just go into the other two or do you want to? Sure. Is there anything? Yeah, you set it up. Okay, so skipping a little bit ahead, the prince, sadly, is the first to be unmasked. He comes in third place. Nicole, in this version, because you know how they like they do the guesses after the performance and then they do the guesses right before the person gets unmasked. And I can't remember, did everybody else stick? I know Ben Platt and Ricky Martin were both stuck with for um jenny and all three uh, of the performers uh, the judges 
all three of the judges we saw in the first time said the mm-hmm. same thing. Okay. And then all of a sudden, Nicole guests Cheyenne Jackson out of freaking nowhere, which again, it makes me feel like she's been guessing, especially because we didn't see her guess earlier. So that makes me feel like one, she had the, I either had the correct guess and they edited it out or they didn't even have her guess. So then that makes me wonder, okay, how long did she know that it was Cheyenne Jackson? But whatever, that is neither here nor there. Um, he gets unmasked. I was so happy. He's so handsome. And then he tells that super cute story about how he was really nervous before he was going to go perform on the show. And he has twins. I think he has twins, five-year-old twins. And one of them came up to him. He told the kid that he was like, yeah, I'm really nervous. And the kid gave him a rock that says courage. And then the costume designers sewed it into his costume, which is just so sweet and so cute. I'm obsessed with that. Um, so I thought that that was a very heartwarming story. It was a very nice touch. I did. I do agree with that for sure. Yeah. Um, what about the other kid? Did the <laughs> other kid give him a rock too. That was the like, other kid or like, was like, you got this. <laughs> you suck. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, not you suck. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um. Yeah. So okay. Uh, what's it called? The um. So have you? Would you agree that the judges' guesses have been pretty awful for the most part this season? You know, it's so tough to compare because I feel like every season we say, oh, my God, what a terrible guess. Oh, my God. What, you know, jar. This season, though, has really felt bad because normally, well, this is, again, my own impression. I'd have to go back and check all the tapes. But usually it feels like every once in a while there's performers that they will guess maybe like a week or two in advance. Whereas with this season, it felt like there was no one that was guessed a week or two in advance. And I don't know if that's because of editing. I don't know if that's because the cast that they got. The only example I can think of is the fact that didn't Robin say Shaggy, but then he that's was like, the only oh, one it's not Shaggy because, of. yeah, because it's not, you know, clearly not his voice or something like that. So I think that that's the biggest thing that has, you know, would, would indicate that the guesses, the judges' guesses are really bad. Well, that I'm very happy you said that because the Mass Singer YouTube page released a new video yesterday. And <gasps> oh my this god! This video was all the vaulted guesses from this season that we didn't get to see. <gasps> okay. Wait. So they did do vaulted guesses? They did. They just weren't part of the show. <laughs> oh, they just weren't aired. Oh my god, that's um, so interesting. Yeah. So they had them all sitting in like this studio or whatever, like in this bag. You know where they do like a movies interview, just in a random studio oh, a lot, like, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, They've done so promos back there before too. Yeah. So they're sitting there. They each are holding like three of the performers, and they're like, "Okay, so for this one, can you had Amy Schumer?" Blah 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 blah. And they rattled off everyone with the exception of Jack in the Box was not mentioned, and the finalists were not mentioned. Okay. Um, but a winner was declared amongst them. Okay. Tied for first place with, I think, five correct guesses each. Oh. Jenny and Nicole each guessed five correctly. So when this season, I'm outraged that Jenny is making herself look more dumb when she's been guessing very well before. Now there's confirmation that it was all a ruse because she literally had five of them correct. Oh my god, that's more than in previous seasons too. Because I think in previous seasons it was what like three max. 
Yeah, I didn't sit down and count, but I'm pretty sure it was like up to five. Nine, 10, 11, 12. Okay, so just for reference, that includes 11 people. That means that those two guessed almost 50% correctly from the first performance. Yeah, and and again, for me, the the worst offense is then they guessed incorrectly on purpose the whole rest of the way on the show. <laughs> that or they so, edited it out. Oh, so and when I you bet- say it was bad, it was, but it was actually their most successful yet for some of them. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And I bet, I bet if you included the last two, I'm sure like they would have maybe gotten one or two more. Well, I mean, Nicole knew Shine Jackson. Nicole nails yeah. the Shine Jackson guest, and then I'm pretty sure a Jenny couple of them guessed the. Um, Taylor, so. Yeah, yeah. So they would have tied, I guess. Maybe that's maybe that's included as part of it. Uh, yeah, I, don't I don't know. And they didn't show us well, anyway. I don't know. But yeah, so there you go. Okay. That's the well, bit of tidbit that you may not have known. Okay. Yeah, I did not know that. That's shocking. I mean, it's also not shocking at the same time. I mean, I get it. Like, it'd be super boring if the very first episode, you know, you've got two of the judges being like, no, 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 it's definitely this person. So I, 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 I get it from a TV perspective, but also it feels a little bit like you've been, you know, hoodwinked or cheated in some way as a viewer. If you didn't show me this video, I wouldn't have minded, you know? I feel like now I <laughs> feel just like pretended like they didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Now you're making me feel a fool and I don't oh, appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, Liana, let's jump into the second place performer. Before we do, mm-hmm. let's take a quick break and then we'll talk all about the ringmaster. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. One of my two picks here takes silver. <laughs> and that is how dare you. <laughs> Remember, if you had picked Queen Cobra, I would have potentially swapped a pick with you to take Queen Cobra from you. So... You actually niced me by not doing that. I'm picking Prince first. I know. It's my own fault. I mean, who knows if you would have agreed to that trade? Would you have? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is it would have been a guaranteed finalist versus a gamble. 
but to, to be 100 percent honest i also probably would have picked ringmaster <laughs> so <laughs> it wouldn't have given me the winner anyway yeah so okay so here comes the ringmaster the clue package there's a horse with with a heart broken heart on it there's an 80s chain or there's a chain that says the number 80 on it there was a mouse princess there was a picture of simon cowell and then one of the bigger clues was the a photo of icy rain, aka hail, which I think is where a lot of people went. So I had previously mentioned Emily Osment as someone who I thought could be involved here because Emily Osment was mm-hmm. on Hannah Montana and there was a picture of Miley Cyrus on Montana before, I feel like was one of the clues. And then I was like, well, Emily Osment's brother is named Haley Joel Osment. So I've got this on lock, easy done, easy pickings, as they say, nailed it. Spoiler alert, I didn't nail it. That was completely off. <laughs> yeah, look. Um, so first of all, I've never seen the Goldbergs. So, you know. Same Z's. That's on me. Uh, I had not heard of this person before today, which is, you know, like, uh, I guess, sorry. I don't, I don't really know, like, what the appropriate response there is, but to that point, point i literally never would have guessed who this person is so yeah like you were the closest i was the closest and by closest i wasn't that close but it was closish so we'll take it yeah i don't (laughs) uh i mean she's a fabulous singer so you know not to take anything away from her like absolutely at all and in fact she probably should be more famous than she is you know what i mean and i'm happy that she was able to introduce herself to maybe a new audience and like really be able to to show what she's got um but from at least knowing her previously that was something that i was not familiar with yeah so then the ringmaster performs the song gravity by sarah barry else which i love this song i really do love this song um it was it's a ballad right so it's a slower song which my immediate thought was "Mm, i don't know if i love this for a final performance but it was a very good song. Like you said, she has an amazing vocal. So it was very good. I thought this was, so this is my personal feeling, but I thought that this was the best of the, the first round of performances. I feel like she nailed this. She just has such a beautiful voice. And we've talked about this where, you know, you can sort of go one of two routes. I always think of the season two finale as like a perfect example of this, where you can either go like super razzle dazzle, super high energy, or you can like really just nail those vocals. It's only you on stage, all the lights focused on you. And it, you know, like that it's the, the, the fox versus the bulldog, you know, final performance of it all. And the I Rottweiler, felt like the, not the, oh, the Rottweiler, the Rottweiler. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Nick came in on the mind because we didn't, we didn't talk about his turban. Okay, anyway. The bedazzled turban, yeah. The bedazzled turban. Um, so I feel like, you know, that she was going for the Rottweiler, you know, the the all eyes on me, like just focus mm-hmm. the light. Let me just sing the crap out of the Sarah Borella song, which by the way, what is Sarah Bareilles up to? She would be perfect for the mass singer. I don't is she is she bigger than Mass Singer or is she not bigger than Mass Singer? That's yeah, my see question. that's that, yeah, that's I also don't know if she's like still still doing stuff um but anyway uh that's besides the point i just i really felt like she has such beautiful vocals and i had kind of it was happy to i was happy to be reminded of what she was able to bring to the table and so i'm very happy that she moved on to the second round 
Yeah, I feel like uh, this is where I think our personal preferences come down because mm-hmm. I'm a bigger fan of the show-stopping razzle-dazzle performance. Obviously, in season two, I was all in on the Rottweiler. I love Chris Daughtry. So get, and like, I've watched this season on American Idol. I thought he should have won there. So I was all in. But then when the Fox performed, I was like, yeah, no respect. This is amazing. This, yeah. this should win. So yeah. for me, this was a good performance. It was also the last performance of the night. Uh, I guess not last technically because then they each did one more, but it was the last of the three. And I felt like it was a strong vocal showing, but I still felt like, the Firefly did better is, and I watched this with my uh, Discord community the the episode. So in in that chat, I wrote, I still think Firefly has it, but if the Ringmaster wins, I'm not mad at it. So mm-hmm. that's how I felt coming out of the third the performances here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I um I felt like if again if I was going to rank, I would say Ringmaster. Prince Firefly, but I think you could make an argument to swap Prince or Firefly, to be honest. I felt like, though, for sure, Ringmaster was, like, my top pick coming out of this round, and it really wasn't close, but also that might have to do, like you said, with what I, uh, like, my preferences and all of that. Right. Yeah, and I'm so then, um, as far as the guesses go, obviously the word Hale gets brought up, and then Lucy Hale is what everyone's looking at. Yeah. <laughs> for it was like guess. everyone tried to force Hail Hayden, like somehow we're gonna work this into the guest. Yeah, it's gonna come from somewhere. But that was pretty much where they were focused on. And then I guess should we just, you know, it's the finale. Should we just like start talking about the Firefly and then jump into the second performances, or do you want to do the second performance of the Ringmaster first? Um, I'm good with either. Okay, so then let's talk about the first performance of the Firefly, who was next. But before that, obviously, we got to talk about the uh, clue package here. So the clue package had the piano keys, which I feel like a lot of people looked at as Alicia Keys being the nod. There was the basketball net, which now we know exactly why that was a thing. And then there was five, six, seven, eight, the numbers, but with seven bolded. Now, do we know why that was a clue and what that means? No. Okay, that's fine. Uh, well, she like really became famous in 2007. That's probably what it was then. Could that be it? <laughs> I think that that makes sense for the. Did you singer. know that she was on my super sweet 16? No, as Diana a Taylor? as a birthday recipient. Yes, which the Wikipedia is so funny the way it describes it. Taylor's Taylor first came into the public's awareness through her episode on MTV's My Super Sweet 16, a show depicting over-the-top birthday parties for rich teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that just like it felt like such a clinical definition of My Super Sweet 16. (laughs) Like, does that count as a credit of like, this is how they jumped into stardom? Because I don't think that counts. Oh, like how they became famous. Right. (laughs) Um, well, Bow Wow. Ali and AJ, Chris Brown, Soldier Boy Tellum, and Tayana Taylor have all had their parties featured on the show. No, they have. Chris Brown is not. The, the, Bow Wow has been on Super Sweet 16? Yeah. As like a birthday have? Yeah, but he was famous at like six. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like they was, were famous. Does that, that's different. Oh, like if they were famous beforehand? Was Sean Kingston famous before? No. Before you think he, he got it? He got turned into stardom through this. I don't know about that. Okay, so he was discovered 
on YouTube. Sweet. Well, it doesn't list him being on. Okay, you know what? Well, I don't know. Whatever. This matter. isn't important. This isn't yeah. important. This isn't important. <laughs> yeah, Did you, you know, know that? Okay, but it was yeah. something that is important. Did you know that um, the My Super Psycho Sweet 16 was a made for TV slasher film based on My Super Sweet 16? That is terrifying. We have to watch that. <laughs> no, we do not. Oh, there's so Guess many not. things in the world to watch. And there's sequels. There's part two and part three. Who's in them? Oh, you want to know the cast? Ooh. Anyone of note? Probably not. Uh, okay. Do you know Juliana Ghoul? Ghoul? Lauren McKnight? No. Okay. Did you know Shannon Jackson was on next? No. Was he really? That's how he got his start mm -hmm. to stardom. Wait, are you messing with me? Of course, because that is Aww. ridiculous. That Damn cannot it. count I was as so a credit. Excited. I want to see little baby Cheyenne Jackson. How funny would that be? I want to see whatever his weird line is that it's like, his I'm Cheyenne Jackson. Yeah, and like, <laughs> I always uh, high five with my left hand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm <always> so dumb. <laughs> I high five with my left hand. <laughs> Oof, never All hire right. me as a comedy writer. Okay, <clears throat> next. Okay, so the performance from The Firefly, the first round. Oh my god, sorry. I'm so sorry. The Super Sweet 16 thing, I just got it. Did you, in the Firefly's clue package, there was a big M on the TV. Yeah, it was from MTV. Fade. MTV. MTV. Yeah, MTV's Fade. MTV's My Super Sweet 16. No, that's not the same person. Hmm. All right, now can I can I talk about the Firefly now? Fine. Oh, thank you. You're so nice for allowing me to do so. Um, this performance was incredible. This performance reminded me why I love the Firefly from the first uh, group because hmm. every time the Firefly took a song and performed it, Firefly made it their own song, and they did it again here with "Bad Girl" by Usher. I loved it so much. I love the magazine motif in the background. I love the amount of movement, the razzle dazzle with the people outside also really loved it. The razzle dazzle that came in, it was phenomenal. I, and then ending the performance by coming up to the judges, I thought was a great touch. This was a winner's performance. This is how you perform on the finale, in my opinion. Like you can have vocals, which she clearly does, but then she added more to it. She becomes all encompassing. She becomes someone who can do it all. And I think that is absolutely important to clinch it if it's a tie in the vocal department. Yeah, I, I felt like... I felt like this was really good. I felt like this worked really well for the song. I think, again, it comes down to, like, personal preference. But I will say that the razzle-dazzle was definitely off the charts. I mean, with all the backup dancers and all their yellow suits, I felt like she actually finally had an opportunity to really dance and so I think that that was really great to see because obviously we know that the costumes are very limiting and there's not a whole lot that they can do. So it was cool to see her be able to at least, you know, somewhat uh, dance to a certain extent, especially knowing ultimately like her talents. So I yeah, I mean, look, I can respect the performance and obviously amazingly talented, like super solid performance. At the same time, I think 
considering what I, you know, my personal preference is, like I would pick something else, but I, I wasn't super mad that she made it at all. Like I, you can easily make an argument that she deserved to go to the next round. I'm just curious what the audience thinks because we're definitely divided on this. So add us on Twitter at Puyism at Leon RHAP. Let us know. And if you haven't watched them, just you can find them on YouTube, just the performances. How would you have ranked the three going into this final um, after the performance? Because I think yeah. I'm intrigued to see what the spread is like. I, so, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I looked a little bit at Twitter a little bit, um, but it was tough to get a sense of that first round, like how people felt <clears throat> after the first round of performances. It was oh, so mainly you got, just about you got, the winner. Yeah, you got like, you saw stuff about the last two performances. Well, I don't know if it was the last two performances or just like taking the whole season into totality of who people thought should have won, but it wasn't as um, specific. So mm-hmm. I would love to know because I definitely had obviously a very different perspective than Puya. That's right. You did. That's right. Um, that's right. So Robin guesses Tiana Taylor here before we even get into the second round. So Robin's got it now. He's got it correct. Nicole says Monica. Ken says Brandy. Um, Brandy, someone I would love to see on the Master. Actually, Brandy um clapped back at Jack Harlow the other day on Twitter, which was very fun. <laughs> About what? Um, he had just found out that Brandy and Ray J are related and was mm. like, What? And then Brandy was like, I could wrap circles around this kid. <laughs> 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 oh, I like that. Yeah, so I definitely did like that quite a bit as well. Okay, so then let's now so okay, so now you know the prince gets unmasked, and then we get one more performance each from the ringmaster and the firefly, with I believe the firefly going first. So the firefly performs again first, and the firefly does a Robin Thick song, Lost Without You, and I know this song quite well. So then the Firefly again makes it their own, goes with a whole ballad, is standing on this like cube in the middle of the stage, and it's all about her, all the attention just on her and her vocals. And this is how you win because you have yeah. the razzle dazzle, and then you had the ballad. And I thought that's perfect. You got the best of both worlds going. You made the song your own. It's a nice touch for it to be the judges' song. And it's a very nice touch to really, again, make it your own rendition. Okay, so I've been thinking a lot about this because I think we saw the ringmaster do the opposite, which was the ballad, then the razzle-dazzle versus the firefly, which did the razzle-dazzle, then the ballad. Mm-hmm. On paper, I think that the the razzle-dazzle, then the ballad is worse because I feel like you almost want to be like, yes, I'm a strong performer. And then you want to hit them with like, a, like, oh my gosh, all out banger. Let's all dance razzle dazzle to the nines tens elevens final performance but here i almost felt like this worked in firefly's favor i felt like and this is again my own personal perspective of i like the i just want to hear your raw vocals i just want to hear the emotion and the firefly in the second performance i felt like nailed it so good I felt like this was, for me personally, better than the Usher performance that she had in the first round. And I felt like, no, she's on the money with the logic of doing the upbeat performance first and then slowed down for the second. I just really think that this, uh, you know, uh, was able to 
solidify her win here. Like this was the moment where I felt like, yes, she won. It wasn't the first performance. It was the second one. Yeah, I feel like she did both. And I, I would even go ahead and argue that the ringmaster didn't really have a razzle dazzle performance that much. Um, because there wasn't like, it was a more upbeat song, but there wasn't a lot, like no dancing, not a lot of movement. And maybe the costume is to do I with that. It hinders it a little bit. That and, and I think it was supposed to be because it's waking up in Vegas. Like they had all the Vegas showgirls and all of that stuff. So I think it was supposed to be, but yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Cause I think if you think about it this way, and we are in the final of season two. Let's go back to season two because it's a great example. And the Fox starts off with the razzle dazzle. The Rottweiler clearly does a ballad, a powerful ballad. If then they go to the next round and the Fox does the ballad and goes, well, I can do that too. I think it goes strong. And then if the Rottweiler goes like full, like upbeat song, I think because the Fox goes first, it might still give us the same result. Because mm. you have now shown, because if, if the order is the way we saw it and the way they saw it, they sandwiched the ringmaster in between two Firefly performances that were so different that it's like, oh, oh wow, she know. can do everything. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of the fact that if the Firefly, no, the ringmaster went last. It was ringmaster, then Firefly, then ringmaster. Yeah, Again, but the Firefly's those... performance is sandwiched that first ringmaster performance. Oh, oh, saying. oh, oh, that's what you mean. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. the Firefly, then ringmaster, then Firefly. So you see, yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily the order, but I do, or at least in terms of the order of the perf- performers, but I think the order of the style does matter. And I think that having the razzle dazzle one first to almost like kick off the show and then that second performance to be like, no, but I can really sing though. <laughs> I think that that solidified the win. I was, so I'm not going to lie. I was spoiled on who won. I didn't know first and second place or second and third place, but I did know the ultimate winner. And after the first episode or the first performance, I was like, really firefly. But then after this one, I just, I felt, I felt all the feels. Maybe it was a suck up song to do Robin Thick, but it was just such a solid choice by her. And I ultimately was happy that she ended up winning. Yeah, same. I was very excited about the winner we got. So then, yeah. So then obviously the second performance for the ringmaster was indeed waking up in Vegas by Katy Perry. I feel like you should take the reins on the stuff you liked about this performance because I didn't really think it was all that great i think on the whole if i summed both performances i think the ringmaster won for me personally i think i would have given it to the ringmaster but after the first performance and then let's assume that firefly well not assume firefly and ringmaster move on and then let's call it like a clean slate i felt like solely based on that second performance Firefly outshone Ringmaster because I think Ringmaster fell prey to what was similar to the Prince in the first round where it's this, you know, super hype, like very energetic song. There's a ton of upbeat performers like going on around her. You have the whole Vegas theme. It just felt like she wasn't able to sort of break through all of that and like her specifically stand out. I don't know if this was like slightly outside of her vocal range or like whatever the case may be, but it felt like she was really tight in her throat. I don't know if that's a scientific term, (laughs) 
it just felt like you know what I'm saying? Like you know when hey, some Leona certain Cowell. performers sing? No. <laughs> and it just it feels it doesn't feel like it's as fluid as it should be. Of course, no? the fluidity like of the performance vis-a-vis the throat strength definitely <laughs> I don't know. There was just something about it that I was like, we've seen her do so much better. Yeah, I mean, I again, I feel like the Firefly outdid because I I would argue that Firefly had probably her best night on the show, period. But then also remember, what did I say last week about the Firefly coming in and then having a struggle at the beginning? Then look where she is out of the cocoon because mm-hmm. Firefly's cocoon and then they become another Firefly and listen Firefly did it all she really did yeah, yeah. sorry I'm thinking more about the ringmaster because it's not like head <laughs> versus chest voice like it, it didn't feel like it was in her falsetto range it just felt like clogged I don't know well listen if you're a if you're a music expert out there yeah, let does, us know is this true actually... or falsetto <laughs> Does anyone actually know anything about singing? No, I mean, obviously it's not falsetto. It just felt like, mm, I don't know. I mean, I think ultimately it was like a fun song. Waking Up in Vegas is a really fun song. And I think it's also an underperformed Katy Perry song. Like when people think of Katy Perry, I don't think they think of Waking Up in Vegas as one of her top songs. So like I get what the Firefly was going or the Ringmaster was going for. But yeah, I don't know. It just didn't hit. It really didn't. I mean, it didn't for me. And it sounds like it didn't for you in the second performance. And I wanted it to. I don't know. I'm happy for the both of them. I think especially you mentioned this when we were just talking earlier, but um, Tayana Taylor winning this season and then her partner winning Dancing with the the Spouses. Dancing with (laughs) the Stars. Yeah, Iman Shumpert won the last season of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, like that's I'm I that's such a cute little fairy tale kind of story. So I could get behind that. Yeah, they both got a W. And like I said earlier, I felt like if either of them win, I would have been okay with it. I would have mm-hmm. had my preference and I would have been in your spot where I'm like, oh, I think the Firefly should have won, et cetera, et cetera. But both of them were amazing vocalists and amazing performers. And each of them could have represented the season. And I'm happy with it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think my heart. You know how what is it? Heart not heart head chest. What's the one I'm thinking of? Heart head gut. Oh yeah, heart head gut. I think heart would have been prince, head would have been ringmaster, gut would have been firefly, maybe. If I had to like break it down. My heart head gut was firefly, firefly, and firefly. Okay. You drafted them first, so I guess it makes sense. Listen, first overall, I knew what I was doing. You knew. I, I just you knew. I knew it. I felt you it. You knew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like even then you were not rating the Firefly top from that group. No, I really wasn't. I know. <sighs> Can't all be winners, okay? Some of us have to be runners up. So Wow. i'm kidding i'm liana i you are uh, you are my queen you know what i what did i do for you today let the people know (laughs) um yes no you were very sweet i had a really bad day today and so puya had prepared a little um uh smoked meats and cheese plate for me which was very delicious and i also known as a charcuterie board if it's got only meat and cheese does it count 
a charcuterie still? I it guess was, so. I mean, we have a dedicated charcuterie, charcuterie board plate. Yeah. plate thing that I used. So, True. yeah, I just want to put that out there because I felt mean after I made the joke about you being a runner. <laughs> <so. laughs> okay, you cool. know what? I d- honestly, though, I take solace in knowing the fact that you got the f- essentially the first two picks. You know what I mean? And like with my pick, at least I got the finalist. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean, saying? Because you got to dictate what round no, you picked. All three, all three rounds, the first pick was the one that ended up in the finals. And we can yeah. hang our hats on that for sure. And then I did get the priority on picking two out of the three. I picked the correct two out of the three. But, yeah. you know, it is yeah. what it is. Okay. It is what it is. So no one got the ringmaster correct in the unmasking portion. It was Haley Orantia. Which we talked about not knowing, and I, you know, definitely didn't know. Haley tells us that she is working on an album. Which, I mean, obviously she's a very impressive singer. So I hope, yeah, I hope that she's able, you know, to, to be successful. So apparently she had a de- debut EP with The Way Out that was released mm-hmm. in May 2019. So now that I know who she is, maybe I'll add her to the, uh, Mass Singer season seven playlist, which is kind of, I feel like she's going to feature there for sure. If I know <laughs> anything might. about you, she'll be there which for is- sure. Yeah, just Cheyenne Jackson, Shaggy, and uh, in Vogue right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll additionally, we learned that um, the way she knew Nicole was that she was actually on the first season of The X Factor and ended up as a member of a group called Lakota Rain, which was a country mm-hmm. pop girl group that um, her judge, Paula Abdul, put together. So that's how they she had the Nicole connection. So she's actually been involved with music and, you know, n- now is best known for uh, portraying Erica on the Goldbergs. But mm-hmm. music's definitely been a part of her. And I feel like this was a good way for her to get that singing side of her out into the public eye more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I was like kind of looking back at some of her credits and all of that. She actually started in showbiz, as you mentioned, like with the singing of it all. So mm-hmm. um, she also wrote... Uh, and perform backup vocals for like High School Musical and Hannah Montana, which See, that is might be the Hannah, Hannah connection. Hannah yeah, yeah, no, it definitely. Is. She was background vocals for Miley Cyrus on Disney's Hannah Montana Forever soundtrack. Is that a movie? So the yeah, it was the oh, it's the fourth uh, no, season, it was the se- fourth season. season of the show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so then she kind of go. Then she gets uh, she does the X Factor that obviously you know gets eliminated get eliminated like the fifth week or something like that and then in 2013 that's when she starts acting on the goldbergs and so then i think that's probably where most of her fame kind of came from because she has released some singles along the way but i feel like none of them have really taken off so we'll see now that she you know has this platform maybe she'll be able to be more successful yeah, if she made a music themed christmas movie it'd be called single all the way singles all the way Wow. <laughs> Genius. Laugh. Don't no sell. You're so <laughs> mean. I laugh at all the ridiculous said, stuff you say. Okay. <laughs> First of all, you don't put up with all the ridiculous stuff I say. I so do. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I said it was genius. Does that count? Yeah, but very sarcastically. I could, I could see right through it, you know? No, I'd never say anything sarcastically. Okay, you're being mean now. Anyways, we'll move on. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So then it's, it's time for <laughs> the winner, the Firefly, to get unmasked. And two out of the four judges say Tiana Taylor. That is, of course, Robin Thicke. And Jenny jumps on that guess with Monica being Nicole's final guest. And Ken, one last time, throwing in his Alicia Keys towel. So not Alicia <laughs> So wrong. So wrong. Who is, um, can we answer this? Who is the most, like, not famous, but most like, you know how we'd say, oh, well, it's, Alicia Keys is too big for this show. Who is the person that's been too big for this show? The biggest person that's been too big for this show that's been on this show so far through seven seasons. Okay, so you're saying who was a previous contestant of The Masked Singer? Mm-hmm. Who is the most famous? Not necessarily famous because famous can just be name recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I think from a side of because for example, Jack in the Box could be the most name famous because of the relevance from like the last couple of years. But that's not what I mean. I mean someone who you're like, oh wow, they were on. They're too big for that show. Like if The Rock was on, he'd be too big for this show. So who's been someone that's been on that was too big for this show but happened to do it? Um, is Wiz Khalifa? Yeah, I don't too think famous for the Wiz show? Khalifa was what last season or the season before. I think it wasn't. Well, it was like it, season, I don't remember. If Wiz Khalifa was on the same year that See You Again happened, I would say yes, but not right now. Not when he was on the show. Likewise, I would say Buster Rhymes probably not when he was on the show. Um, Lil Wayne, we could debate it because Lil Wayne literally, um is is a big big name but also i would say probably not right like when he went on so i'm trying to figure out who it would be who the person is and was it kermit the frog (laughs) i don't think a muppet should count (laughs) muppets are like they're timeless you know what i mean yeah they don't age literally I, i guess what about uh rob gronkowski because he went back to play that next season. So he was still like kind of in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess Rob Gronkowski would have been a good sh- is a good shout because I mean, he still plays football and he's still one of the bigger names. What about in football? Ninja? No, Ninja the thing is yes, from like the streamer side of stuff, but at the same time you have to you have to take into account that streaming as a platform and and tv as a platform too like ninja was more than happy to do it so he's not too big for tv i don't think a streamer or a youtuber ends up classifying as 
too big for TV. Now, if you had someone like Mr. Beast on, I would say, yes, he is too big for this right now because he's making uh, ridiculous money. But I don't mm-hmm. think Ninja counts. I think if anything, that just Ninja w- should do it because aside from his fame on Twitch already or on Mixer at the time, if he was there, being on TV gives him more opportunity to be there more opportunity to see things. Uh, Logan Paul had the boxing match with Floyd Mayweather, like what last year, the year before. So he, you could even say maybe in the same vein as Ninja, but also again, it's a TV opportunity. You will take the TV opportunity when you can get it. Um, so I would not, was it Logan Paul or Jake Paul? Logan. Jake was not the one that was on the season. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I, I really can't think of anyone that was like, Oh, they're too big for the show. What are they doing here right now? I can't think of it. Cause I feel, I think Nick Lachey was fine. I think, um, Chris Daughtry came at a right time. I think Catherine McPhee comes in at a right time. So I don't think anyone was too big for the show when they appeared. Mm. Honey boo boo. Okay. You need to stop. <laughs> you need to leave after that. You need to um, leave. Cause T Pain. I guess no. I feel like T Pain got more famous after because he started Twitch streaming. Is that again, weird to say? Again, the thing is, is that the the Twitch fame doesn't like it's not as it's not yeah it's not the equivalent of it's like, oh he's averaging twenty thousand viewers he's not even averaging twenty thousand viewers and that's like a big number so I don't think so. What I about think, JoJo Siwa? You know what? That might be a good one. But was she on the Mass Singer or the Mass Dancer? Mass Singer. She was on the Ma- Mass Singer season three. That might yeah, have been she before she three. like got even bigger. So maybe now like- it would be a huge get. But I guess she did. But she's more reality TV, so I don't know if that counts. Like she's what already been around. Any of the NBA players? What about Seal? Uh, Seal might be the one. Um, for me, Seal could be the one potentially because of the NBA players. I don't think any like Dwight Howard is a NBA player active, but at the same time, this is not 2012 Dwight Howard. This mm-hmm. is like 2020 Dwight Howard. It's different. It's different gravy. Um, Lonzo Ball was on the season. Mm, he. You know, I think he's getting into a better place now, potentially. Victor Oladipo is someone who we could argue, but I don't think so. Because at the end of the day, when you think of who is, oh, they're too big to be on, and they're an NBA player, you think of LeBron. If LeBron is on, he is too big to be on this show. Whereas someone else who even they could be a star player on another team, and if they're young enough, they can get away with being on without you thinking they're too big to be on this show. Mm -hmm. Okay, how about this? Rob Schneider. Stop this. Stop <laughs> Larry it. Oh. the cable guy? No, 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 no. What about what about I'm gonna throw you on see if this fits. What about Tyrese Gibson? Yeah, that's interesting because obviously Fast and the Furious fame. Like when do we think that he was like the most famous? I mean, I is he the most famous now because he's a literal part of the cast for like since like that's since what Fast I'm and thinking. Furious? I think so. Because once you kind of get like pulled into that franchise, like that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I mean, the thing is, is like it's hard for me to compare because I was not because when I mean, when was his R and B career like really kicking? Like two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand like that, like early two thousands. Mm-hmm. As a so musician, that for me, yeah. So like that for me, I'm not like I was 
you know, nine, 10, 11. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it's tough for me to be like 100% tapped in. So maybe he was more famous then, but I don't know. I think, you know, someone who became more famous after the show would be Jordan Woods. Um, I could see Jordan Woods being someone who became bigger after the show because when she did the show, she didn't even have a wiki page. Uh, now she does. Yeah, that's true. So maybe Bella Thorne is another one who could be argued. Um, because I think she's, was she twenty four? Wait, what season was she on? Oh, same season as uh, Jordan Woods. She was the Swan on season three. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So I, I think, I think Tyrese might be the one. I think Tyrese might yeah. be the one given like the, the, when they were on. Um, okay. Well, yeah. um, is there anything else you have to say about that? Why? Where, where are you about to take me? Well, I want to ask you about the format because okay. Let's go. now that we've, the season is over. Mm-hmm. We have seen what it's like to have three, 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 like, you know, the episodes for each group and then just the finale. Mm-hmm. I know I said I liked it <laughs> at one point because it's like, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> you get three new people, you know, six new people, five new people, four new people, whatever. I don't like it. <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> I just feel like it's ridiculous that I have to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks from seeing a contestant to then all of a sudden being like, you're in the finale. I feel like if they're going to do this, where they're going to do the, the groups, do maybe two episodes or something like that. But I need at least a little bit more of a reminder that's not just the road to the finale in order to catch up. So I hope if they have, I mean, we now know it's been renewed for season eight. So we will be back. When they film season eight, I really strongly hope that they don't do this format again. I mean, it's fine, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, I think that the best possible format for the show is constant rotation, in my opinion. I would like, I would have much rather seen group A, group B, group C, group A, group B, group C, or if you want to switch it around, group A, B, C, C, B, A, or like mix it up, that I'm fine with. Um, but have it so that within the last month, we would have seen all the finalists perform one time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that everyone's fresh on the mind. I think that would be good. I think the only thing I liked about this format was that every three weeks, we were guaranteed a new crop of people to dig our teeth into, but that you would fix that problem when you added the wild cards. So I'm okay with you going back to the wild cards and giving us this format even because that might be better, honestly. I know. I can't believe I would say that too, but like to have maybe like one wild card. So, okay. Let's you do, I don't know. Let's say you do three groups and then maybe you do like an episode or two episodes, but then you introduce a wild card. I don't know. I, I think it's tough because I think they, I'm sure they get a lot of criticism for the format. Nobody likes it. You know, they haven't been able to figure out something that really works. But well, how do you how do you balance like seeing people multiple times without getting bored and still introducing new people? You know, obviously that was what they were trying with the wild card, and then they tried this season with the you know three groups. Well, maybe know. maybe if they don't want to do wild cards, they can do two two two, and then 
have it be finals month where it's three weeks of finals you know one week group a one week group b one week group c then it's the grand final so that way everyone's performing in the last month you've rotated it enough where we're not getting like the same group for like over and over and over again that could be a shout Mm -hmm. yeah i mean because i wonder if filming is also part of it right like that's why they wanted to narrow it down because they could just film like three two three days whatever five days to just get that whole group done and then only one person has to come back so they could still film in that period of time but then just air that final episode later according to the format that you propose you know what i mean like they film three episodes but then just air two and then air the third one later right yes or something well what we do know is that they have renewed for an eighth season we do not know when it's going to premiere it could be the fall. It could be the spring. At this stage, I'm honestly hoping it's the spring because I think the move away, the break will be very much appreciated. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed because I think also get a little bit more gap, find a good cast because I would argue these last couple of seasons, the cast have not been great. They've not been a lot of notable. Um, is Natasha Bedingfield the most famous? Well, she's the one heading the. Um... No, uh, like back to my conversation earlier. Yeah, no, I know. You're saying like who was the most famous at the time that they performed? Yes. Right? Natasha Bedingfield. But then my counter argument is she's the one leading the tour. (laughs) So, or unless she, I guess she's dropped in popularity. Leading what tour? That's what all the ads are for. The live tour, the the live mass singer. Oh, tour. the mass singer tour. The, she's actually yeah, going to be with oh. Natasha Bedingfield. That's what they keep saying. I don't know. I keep seeing promos for it. Oh, I have not. So let me see. The mass Natasha singer tour. <laughs> <laughs> not live googling. Yeah, mass singer tour hosted by Natasha Bedingfield. Do you want to go? It's the it's like the day before my mom gets here or something like that. There, there's some oh overlap. man, we're gonna miss this. How tragic! Oh no, I'm so sad. <laughs> oh know, well, we tried, <laughs> tried so hard, and got I mean, so we far. Take mom if she's here. Oh well, yeah. So I see the mass oh. singer hosted hosted by multi platinum singer, the mass singer alum Natasha Bedingfield. Fan favorite characters from past seasons of the mass singer going on tour include Pepper, Queen of Hearts, Taco. Alien, Robot, Baby, and Monster. Plus season seven's Thingamabob, star in an action-packed evening of song, dance, and craziness. There is no world you can convince me that Lil Wayne and T-Pain are on this tour. Okay, so when I saw Monster, obviously I was like, we have to go. I really want to see T-Pain. But then I was like, oh, the fact that they say hosted by Natasha Bedingfield makes me feel like Obviously, it's not the actual celebrities because they would want to highlight Lil Wayne, Natasha Bedingfield, you know, blah, 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 whatever. They would want to put all their names on the poster. Mm-hmm. So there's no way like it's an impersonator. Yeah. Well, if you wanted to get front row seats to this, it's two hundred and forty dollars. Oh, per my ticket. God. But if you go on the way back and like hang out in the back area, it's thirty dollars per ticket. How far away is it? Where wait, where are they performing? The Foxwood Resorts Casino. Oh, that's that's pretty close. We could go. You wanna go? No. Oh, how fun would that be though? 
But how annoyed would you be <laughs> if it's none of those people and it's just people wearing the ma- the costumes? And for, like, again, I just don't see a world where Lil Wayne was like, yeah, I want to do this tour. Like, I don't see that happening. It's the 16th, right? Yes. Hmm. Okay, well, let's consider it. We're probably not going to be able to do it, though. So, Mom will be here. It can be you, me, and my mom. How very exciting. <laughs> oh, what a disaster. Oh, God. Okay. And we get to see baby in person, that big-ass baby costume that Mike Bloom loves. <laughs> we'll film a video just for Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hosted by Singing Sensation. So at no place do I see hosted being that she's performing as the pepper. So, but the pepper is advertised. So yeah, see, here we go. If we get the VIP platinum package, which, which goes at $500, um, the VIP, actually, I'm looking at the ROM, looking at another venue, not the Connecticut one, but that's fine. Um, you get one premium reserve ticket in the front row, meet and greet with Natasha Bedingfield. One-on-one photo with Natasha Benningfield, one exclusive autograph tour laminate, exclusive mass singer VIP goodie bag, exclusive photo op with select mass the select mass singer characters in front of the official mass singer backdrop, one drink voucher, on-site VIP host and dedicated check-in with priority access, and then crowd-free VIP merchandise shopping opportunity. Yeah, so it's just Natasha Benningfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Are you convinced that this is not the right move yet, or should I keep going? Let's just consider it. Listen, I'm more keen to do <laughs> Judge Jerry that we discussed doing four seasons ago than this. Not Judge Jerry. Oh, man. I forgot about that. God, we should do that. They film super close, right? That was the whole point. I think so. Is that it? Was that it? Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Yeah, see the um, well, the the Connecticut VIP package does not include the photo op. Oh no, one on one photo with both hosts. Who's the second host? Who is it? T Pain? No, it's probably not T Pain. Stop this! Darn. Like if I look up T Pain, what T Pain's up to? I bet you anything, he's got his own thing going on. I'm sure he's busy. T Pain's got a tour, 2022 tour. No concerts near Connecticut. Um, that tour is going to be going around during the same time. Yeah. Okay. So no, it's not. Um, okay. So the other rumor that we have going about is that Lego Masters season three has been pushed to the fall, which is typically in the summer. Mm-hmm. So some of the rumor is whether or not will the mass singer be like it'll be a mass singer Lego Masters like double feature, you know, where we have one and the other, which was I think the first season of Lego Masters was like that? Or maybe like the the crossover was, you know, mm-hmm. for the first couple episodes or something like that. Um, or it could be taking the place. I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, we'll have to see. Lil Wayne is doing a tour and he's in a concert in Great Britain that same week. Okay, so, so it's definitely not him. <laughs> the only person I could see being there is the taco, which is Tom Bergeron. I don't, I don't. I don't think even him is doubtful. Yeah, no, it's wild to think that Lego Masters would take the coveted Wednesday at eight slot of the mass singer. I know, Um, right? That only stands to make Lego Masters look bad, I think, because you just do not see Lego Masters like performing the same level as Mass Singer. 
I think to me, it makes me feel like they're going to do the double, like both on Wednesday night kind of thing where it's like Mass Singer, then Lego Masters, you know, because it's kind of like family. That's their whole vibe, right? Is like, oh, it's for the family. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, you know, because Survivor has been doing better and the Mass Singer can't kind of like do it on its own. So I think, I would think, oh, well, I wonder if they're trying to double up on that and then maybe that will help them compete. I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. We'll find out. Well, all we know is we have come to the end of this Mass Singer season. We've had a good time. We've, you know, we've made do with what they've given us. I've won another draft, so I'm on cloud nine. Liana, before you prepare to kick my butt in the next season of the Mass Singer draft, where can people find you? What else do you have going on? Well, first of all, you can find me on Twitter at Liana (laughs) RHAP. Somehow RuPaul's Drag Race is back. <laughs> um, the premiere episodes for All Stars season seven is this Friday, the 20th of May. So depending on when you're listening to this, it may have already dropped, but there are going to be two episodes released on Paramount Plus. Beth Amon and I will be getting together to talk about all of that in, uh, you know, 24 hours now from when we're recording this, which is just like mind boggling that one, we're already back, but also that it's freaking all winners. So very excited for that. And then, of course, we'll be doing weekly coverage after this uh, this week. And then, well, Puya, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the B&B this week? It's your show, so I think you should talk about it. Okay, so uh, Mike Bloom is going to be over on the mothership recording with Rob this week. So I am left all by my lonesome to do all types of shenanigans. So what I've decided to do is, of course, to bring my fabulous partner. You may know him as Vuya and do a double date with Jenny and Phil. And I'm so excited for the B&B. We've done this now for the past couple seasons and it's always been a hit. So I'm cautiously optimistic, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, that's right. The champion of the Mass Singer podcast will be there. Oh, sorry. They, yes, I didn't pro- appropriately uh, acknowledge all of your accomplishments. It's fine. <laughs> you did meet my appearance fee, which I can I do appreciate. Oh, and yes. Yes, the course. writer that I've provided of things I would like before this podcast has been yes. granted. The so green room is all set. Yeah, very just- much. Craft service <laughs> is about to be a banger. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll find me on Twitter at Puyism. Of course, let us know. Which of the three performers can you rank them on a tweet? Please do at Leon RHAP at Puyaism. And then on Twitch, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream that three, four times a week. I'll be doing a lot more of that now that I'm in the Big Brother off season and the Mass Singer off season. So that'll be going down. But also, I've still got the 90 Day Fiance podcast, the Hot Mess Express going strong. I'm covering this latest season, season nine right now. And I had a good time this week talking to Kirsten McInnes about all of these wild wild couples and then i'll be ha- talking to mari fourth next week about everything so definitely check me out over there and last but not least Chappelle and i got together for one more bel-air podcast and we talked to the showrunners of the podcast and uh, we got to learn all the things about what what to expect from season two what they felt about season one you can definitely check that out uh, i do not think season two is coming out till 2023 so it's gonna be a minute but, you know, alas, we'll wait until that happens. And also, I will be talking The Circle, specifically the finale of The Circle next week sometime over on RHAP. So definitely keep your eyes out for that. You can find me there talking about this season, which was it's fine. 
<laughs> All right. So that brings us to the end of this podcast. I hope you've had a good time with us this season. If you have, please go ahead and leave a rating and review for this podcast. It allows people to find the show. It gives us feedback. It's a win-win. So if you have the time, it would be much appreciated. You could do so over on robaswebsite.com slash masked singer. That's M-A-S-K-E-D-S-I-N-G-E-R. We are currently sitting at 153 ratings. Can we get to 175 at some point? Who knows? We'll see. Anyway, I do appreciate you all so much from myself and Liana. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll unmask you at season eight. Bye. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and save you. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and save Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.